welcome back to the house of hauntings and today we are going to talk about an interesting story i have lived through some of the worst hells that you could ever imagine 9490 of them to be exact every night was i lay down to sleep i find myself praying for the same thing sleep with the absence of dreams Every night is exactly the same. This trend started 26 years ago when I was 10. The first time of the nightmare overtook my dreams. I had to come home from the worst day of my life. My dad had taken me to a splash park. It wasn't much, just a couple of water jets that could shot up into the air that kids could, you know, run around under and cool off from the heat. So we were poor growing up and never could afford to go to any big water parks but the splash pad was always fun that is until that day I remember running around the jets carefree enjoying the sweet relief that the cool water brought as it splashed on my skin there were a couple of other kids too but I didn't pay that much attention as I was always kind of a bit loner when I was a kid Um I heard my daddy say, "Kyle, come on buddy, it's time to go." Um well she stood there gazing at me inches away, mouth hanging open for what seems like an hour. I was I couldn't move. I was frozen at the sight of the hideous girl. After a while of this, I finally regained my ability to speak and said, "Hi" in shaky voice. Um uh hi, I'm Kyle. What's the name? The girl turned her head to the side like a dog does, and when he trying to understand what you were saying to him, it just like the dog, you know. I replied to him, "Come on, Dad, just a little longer." Not noticing the little girl that was making her way towards me from the other side of the bed. Five more minutes, he replied, shaking his head and smiling. As I turned back towards the water jet, happy for the extra time to play, I was met with a girl standing in front of me. My heart felt as as tough as it was going to jump out of my chest as I noticed her face. It looked decayed, her eyes were sunken back into her skull. They were pure white, and her mouth was wide open. I didn't argue, maybe I had just imagined it. We walked back to the car that was talking to me but I didn't hear anything he was saying. I was too preoccupied looking over my shoulder back toward the pad searching for the little girl. My dad basically had to push me back to keep me from walking straight into the car door as he felt it is going to open and she let out a long gasp in response. her breath hit my face it smelled like smoke and burnt hair it wasn't until i stopped choking that i realized she had burns all over her arms and legs long singe marks going up to the sides from foot to waist the skin was hanging off from several places as i turned back to the face to the little girl she was gone i had ha- i had run hard and fast to where my dad was sitting Hey buddy, you finally ready to go? he said, smiling 
but his facial expressions quickly changed as I got to I, as I got close to him. Uh, what's wrong? What happened? He asked. Concern now mixed into his tone. Um, I replied, the girl was over by the pad. She she's hurt or burned. I don't know. Looking over my shoulder through the pad, my dad asked, what girl? I didn't see anyone. Kyle, let's go home. I think you've seen too much of sun today. He said, hey, watch out. Watch where you're going. I can afford a hospital visit if you bust your noggin open on the car door. We will come back to play another day, I promise. And the car ride home seemed much longer than usual. My mind was still thinking about the little girl. Where had she came from? Surely her parents would be looking for her to get her wounds patched up. As my dad and I pulled into the driveway, I could see my mom coming out to greet us. He's a little shook up. Too much sun, I think. Better get him inside and cool him off. I could hear my dad tell her after their usual welcome home kiss and hug. After we ate dinner, mom came up to my room as I was getting ready to for, for the bed and she closed the door which was strange considering normally came in, uh, picked up my dirty clothes and gave me a hug and kissed goodnight. There was something strange about her facial expression, something different about her tone of the voice as she said, your dad told me about the splash pad, what did you see? A little reluctantly, I recounted the events, not leaving out any detail. Mom just sat on my bed listening. Her new expression never changed as I concluded the story. She said, there's something you need to know, Kyle, but this stays between you and me. I don't want your father knowing anything about this. And I looked nervously at her. My parents were always the perfect couple, even though hard times, they always loved each other. They never fought or had any harsh words between them. Uh, so the thought of her keeping anything from dad seemed odd to me, and I didn't really like the idea of it. She said, we come from a long line of mediums and uh, what you saw was an omen not a particularly bad one since the girl didn't touch you and she disappeared still you need to be aware of few things her eyes started to water as she continued first thing i saw was a building on fire it was a large two-story house at the end of the street the mailbox read 322 james street there were fire trucks with the letters and firefighters pointing hoses towards the inferno. Trying to extinguish the flame, I became a little disoriented from all of the lights of the sirens. It was dark outside and besides the fire uh, that engulfed the house, the only lights were from the emergency vehicles and they were not blinding. She also said, mm. These kind of omens are never good. In this case, I believe that the little girl was killed in fire and she came to you because you're like the magnet to the spirits that still walk on earth. And I didn't know what to say. I had no idea what she was talking about. I, I thought that ghosts were just the 
just make believe and uh, now she was telling me that I am attracted to them and they're attracted to me so finally after staring at her for a while in disbelief I asked are you a medium she laughed confused for a second before she replied with a big smile oh heavens no baby I'm not a medium do you really think that I could kept that secret from your father all these years no your grandmother my mom was a medium too so what does this medium for me I asked uh, it means she said it means the things are going to start happening around you lights flickering shadow in your room moving at night waking up to the voices and voices talking to you and dreams a lot of weird dreams there it was dreams the very thing that would plague me every night for next 26 years I never did see any ghosts or anything of the other weird things that my mom spoke of just the dreams after a talk mom left my room leaving me scared and confused all about of the new information she had just offloaded onto me. I laid down and turned off my lamp. I lay awake for a long time, spooked rapidly looking around in my room, searching for anything, anything out of ordinary when sleep finally took me. I stumbled a little, and as I looked down towards the ground to regain my be bearings, I realized that I was wearing firefighting equipment. I reached my head up and felt the helmet on my hand. I could hear someone shouting at something behind me. I turned my back around to see who it was, nearly hitting another firefighter. Uh, with an axe I had in my hands, I hadn't even realized that I was carrying it at that moment. A man standing by a red SUV with the words fire chief on the side was looking right at me. He shouted, Kyle go pointing at the blazing house. I don't know what I was doing, but it felt like I've done this before a hundred times over. I turned back to the house, running full speed towards the flame. Even with my productive gear on, I could feel the extreme heat radiating from the blaze. And then I heard someone's voice come over from the radio. Parents say there's a little girl trapped in the second story bathroom. Without hesitation, I responded. 10-4, I'm making entry now. Keep on my six and stay sharp. Watch for falling debris. This kid is not dying on my watch. Me and other two firefighters made our way into the house. The black smoke that billowed in front of me almost blacked out the hallway we were traveling down. I could hardly see 10 feet ahead. We pushed forward with the hose slung over our shoulders. There's the stairs, I yelled pointing to my right as we continued down the hallway. The stairs were not yet on fire, save for a few burning embers that had fallen from top floor. I made my way up, tapping on each step with my halligan bar to make sure they were stable. The climb was slow and the hose was heavy. Once we got to the top of landing, I could see flames engulfing the sides of walls and roof going down the second story hallway. The, the heat was almost too much to bear. 
we made our way to the first door on the right, touching it to feel the, for the heat. If there was fire on the other side of the door and we opened it, it, cause, it could cause an explosion, potentially killing us all. After determining that there was no fire on the other side, I began to scream, Holly, Holly, are you there? No answer. I got no answer. I don't know. I don't know how I knew that what name to call. It just came to me. I tried to knob. I tried the knob and it was locked. If you're in there, stand away from the door. I'm going to break it down, I yelled before I swinging my axe to the door. It took three swings before it opened. Uh, as I stepped into the bathroom, I heard a loud crash from behind me. It shook the entire house. Looking back, I could see the part of the roof that had caved in, blocking the hallway to stairs. Frantically, I searched for the girl. She was sitting in the tub, unconscious. Another crash, this time causing an explosion in the hallway, blowing out the window at the end. I could hear the glass shattered and feel the pressure from the blast. Get the girl, we have to get out of here. I could hear someone say on my radio. I reached down, picking her up and cradling her against my chest. As I turned back to leave, the other firefighters were using the hose to put out the fire from the fallen beam so that we would have a safe path to leave from. Slowly dusting every step, we made our way back down the hallway, the flames becoming more violent and the heat growing more and more intense with each passing moment. Just as I made it to the stairs, one of the other firefighter pushed past almost knocking me off as off my feet as he ran by flying down from the stair in fear fuck i cursed as i slammed into the wall flinging the legs of the little girl into the fire i could hear her skin sizzle into the flame as i saw began to realize my balance i saw why the other man had fled the main beam in the roof was falling right towards me with a loud crash, it pinned me to the ground, causing me to drop the little girl. She was still unconscious, laying directly in the flames to my right. My head spinning, I tried to push the beam off me, but it was no use. It was too heavy. After minutes of pushing, I gave up, feeling the flames burning my skin. The fire was way beyond my control. I was stuck with no hope. My heart was pounding with the, with the thought of the little girl burning to death as well as my own fury doom. I lay there in agony, feeling the flames licking the skin on my hands. I watched uh, as the rest of the burning roof collapsed on me. I awoke, drenched in sweat. My mother rushed into my room, fear on her face. It's been 26 years to the day since my first dream and every night has been the same since. The same house, same girl, same death. As I'm sitting here telling you all this, I can hear the alarm sounding and a voice. That little girl, I still see her. I reached my head up and felt the helmet on my hand. I could hear someone shouting at something behind me. I turned my back around to see who it was nearly hitting another firefighter. Uh, with an axe I had in my hands. I hadn't even realized that I was carrying it at that moment. A man standing by a red SUV with the words Fire Chief 
on the side was looking right at me. He shouted, Kyle, go, pointing at the blazing house. I don't know what I was doing, but it felt like I've done this before a hundred times over. I turned back to the house, running full speed towards the flame. Even with my productive gear on, I could feel the extreme heat radiating from the blaze. And then I heard someone's voice come over from the radio. Parents say there's a little girl trapped in the second story bathroom. Without hesitation, I responded. 10-4, I'm making entry now. Keep on my six and stay sharp. Watch for falling debris. This kid is not dying on my watch. Me and other two firefighters made our way into the house. The black smoke that billowed in front of me almost blacked out the hallway we were traveling down. I could hardly see ten feet ahead. We pushed forward with the hose slung over our shoulders. There's the stairs, I yelled, pointing to my right as we continued down the hallway. The stairs were not yet on fire, save for a few burning embers that had fallen from top floor. I made my way up, tapping on each step with my halligan bar to make sure they were stable. The climb was slow and the hose was heavy. Once we got to the top of landing, I could see flames engulfing the sides of walls and roof going down the second story hallway. The, the heat was almost too much to bear. We made our way to the first door on the right, touching it to feel the, for the heat. If there was fire on the other side of the door and we opened it, it, cause, it could cause an explosion potentially killing us all. After determining that there was no fire on the other side, I began to scream, Holly, Holly, are you there? No answer. I got no answer. I don't know. I don't know how I knew that what name to call. It just came to me. I tried to knob. I tried the knob and it was locked. If you're in there, stand away from the door. I'm going to break it down. I yelled before I swinging my axe to the door. It took three swings before it opened. Uh, as I stepped into the bathroom, I heard a loud crash from behind me. It shook the entire house. Looking back, I could see the part of the roof that had caved in, blocking the hallway to stairs. Frantically, I searched for the girl. She was sitting in the tub, unconscious. Another crash, this time causing an explosion in the hallway, blowing out the window at the end. I could hear the glass shattered and feel the pressure from the blast. Get the girl, we have to get out of here. I could hear someone say on my radio. I reached down picking her up and cradling her against my chest. As I turned back to leave, the other firefighters were using the hose to put out the fire from the fallen beam so that we would have a safe path to leave from. Slowly dusting every step, we made our way back down the hallway, the flames becoming more violent and the heat growing more and more intense with each passing moment. Just as I made it to the stairs, one of the other firefighters pushed past, almost knocking me off as, off my feet as he ran by, flying down from the stair in fear. Fuck! I cursed as I slammed into the wall, flinging the legs of the little girl into the fire. I could hear her skin sizzle into the flame as I began to realize my balance. 
I saw why the other man had fled. The main beam in the roof was falling right towards me. With a loud crash, it pinned me to the ground, causing me to drop the little girl. She was still unconscious, laying directly in the flames to my right. My head spinning, I tried to push the beam off me, but it was no use. It was too heavy. After minutes of pushing, I gave up. Feeling the flames burning my skin, the fire was way beyond my control. I was stuck with no hope. My heart was pounding with the, with the thought of the little girl burning to death, as well as my own fury doom. I lay there in agony, feeling the flames licking the skin on my hands. I watched the, as the rest of the burning roof collapsed on me. I awoke, drenched in sweat. My mother rushed into my room, fear on her face. It's been 26 years to the day since my first dream and every night has been the same since. The same house, same girl, same death. As I'm sitting here telling you all this, I can hear the alarm sounding and a voice. That little girl, I still see her.